You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. We're getting ready to get started tonight. So just a quick heads up, we'll be in uh, Daniel chapter 5 today, verse 10 through 17. And this will be the middle of the chapter, t- t- chapter today. We're not... All that you're doing, Father, for kingdom is regarded. Father, your love and your kindness and your mercy, Lord. Father, we come down to you Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Father, 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 Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. We have a couple of people join us online here with Myra and Josie and Brother Robert here. Brother Bobby with us here as well, and all of us here in the in the annex room today for Bible study. So praise God. Looking forward to the word of the Lord tonight. Um, Friday, just with a couple of little quick announcements. On Friday, we do have prayer, and it'll be we'll be in the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. So we're looking forward to that as we as we seek the Lord in, in uh, prayer through his word. So it'll be Isaiah chapter 11. And uh, Sunday morning will be our 9.15 first word in the morning or morning, through the morning prayer. And uh, we are still in the book of Nehemiah, but this week we will be starting chapter 4. So um, this, last, this last portion of scripture was pretty long, but there was a lot of detail in it as we went through prayer on Sunday. So this, uh, this Sunday we'll definitely be going through the uh, book of Nehemiah chapter 4 and continuing to seek the Lord through his word and prayer. Amen. So again, just want to thank you guys for all your prayers and, and uh, support for... Uh, you know, our guest speaker that came out this past Sunday, Pastor Bob Zurica, he was just really blessed to be able to come and, uh, you know, come and share the word of God here in, in the house. And, uh, you know, he was just blessed, you know, and just said that, you know, felt, felt you know, come to the word and, you know, be obedient to uh, give us the word of God. Was it clean heart, clean hands? Clean. I guess I'm saying, was it clean heart, clean hands? Lift up your head. Yeah, clean heart, clean hands. Oh, no, clean. Lift up your heads. Lift up your heads, yeah, or lift up your lazy head. <laughs> and when I looked at the message, it does say, wake, li- wake up, you sleepy heads, or something like that. That's what it says. So I went back to go see if that's exactly how it said, but it's pretty much the same thing. So it was, it was pretty was cool. Message? Yeah, so it was pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Did you say the I know you said clean hands. Yeah, because it was out of Psalm uh, 24. So you'll be able to find that in there, Psalm 24. So. Definitely on that. So, uh, but as we start up tonight, does anybody have any just a uh, praise report? Just anything you'd like to share? Or just give a shout out to the Lord this this night before we start up our as we continue. I have an study? interesting testimony. Yes, Sister Karen. I've been um, uh, running. One of my friends has been under uh, depression. Um, best way to put it, and she kept on fighting me and fighting me and fighting me about going to. Um, going to get prayed for and she went today so amen happy praise god amen in the lord's hand because she said she was so far from the lord she couldn't listen to the word she couldn't listen to the songs mm-hmm. the same had her that far away so i'm just so happy that she went today I, I, my heart is full praise god amen, amen. Yeah, places to be in is when you just feel in that place that you're so far from God that it's just, yeah, you can't get back, you know, and, uh, you know, but when they can press through and get there and you know what, praise God for that. That is an awesome yeah. testimony. Yeah. She made that's, a decision at 8.30 in the morning. Praise the Come Lord. Come pick me up. 
<laughs> Amen. So well, praise God for that. Amen. That's good. You know it. And there it is. Restoration. That reconciliation in that relationship is to be blessed in that. In I've that never place. heard before that Chris had listened to a Christian song. That was new for me. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say that they're away from the Lord, but we can't hear. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty uh, hard place to be in, definitely. So you know, but praise God that yeah. she you know she came back, and you know what? We're going to be believing that the Lord will restore her. Amen. Well, let's pray for her right now. Delphia. Delphia, mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this praise report for Delphia today, yes. Father God. But, Lord, we have, Father God, all been in similar situations, Father, through our walk with you, Lord God. But, Father, we hear the seriousness of this place, Father God, that her Delphia was in, my God. But, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, today, Lord Jesus. As, Father God, Lord, you gave her the strength today, Father God, to turn to you, to run to you, Lord Jesus. And, Father, to come to you, Father God, for the strength, for the guidance, and for the direction and the peace, Father God, that Lord Jesus, she longs for, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you this day, Heavenly Father, that you are the one who reconciles and you are the one that restores. Yes, and you are the one, Father God, that gives life, Lord. Yes. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we just yes. speak life to this woman today, Father, yes. your daughter, Father, and we just thank you this day, Lord, thank as you Lord. just fill her heart with your joy, my God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank pray. You. And, Father, anyone else that may be in this place today, Father yes. God, where they just feel they have gone so far off, Lord God, yes. Father, you. in the name of Jesus, let this just be a witness, a testimony, Father yes. God, that, Lord, we can never go far off, Lord, That's because right. it's not a matter of how we feel yes. or what we think. Yes. It's our faith, Lord. Yes. And Lord, keeping them from your presence, that is keeping them from your word, that is keeping them yes. from praising you, Lord God. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we we ask you, Lord, that in your resurrection power, that you would just raise them up by your spirit, Lord God, as we just speak life into them today in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, because you came to give life, give it more abundantly, my Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you this day, Father, that praises our Father God coming unto you, Lord Jesus, as Father God, that joy is restored in the hearts of your people today. We love you and we praise you this day, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. It's an amazing place to be in to come back to the Lord and just to just to know that God is so faithful. And well, amen. Well, praise God. So we're going to be going to Daniel chapter 5, verse 10 through 17. And the title of tonight's message is Excellent Spirit, which is taken from this portion of scripture tonight. And again, we'd like to thank you guys all for joining us online there as well. Um, and we're just looking forward to what God has prepared for tonight. Amen. So we're going to go to Daniel chapter 5, verse 10 through 17, and I will be in the English Standard Version, just in case you read a little bit differently. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time, Father, that we could just come together and submit to you, Lord Jesus. And Father, we come together tonight, Father God, with hearts open, Lord, to be taught, my God. Lord, we are looking and, Father God, expecting for you to teach us, instruct us, my God, but also, Father God, to strengthen us, Father God, to live, Father God, according to what we learn, Father God. So, Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We submit ourselves to you, Lord God, and we ask you, Lord, to have your way by your Holy Spirit this night. Teach us, Lord. Instruct us. Strengthen us. Encourage us, Father God. And, Father God, we just thank you for the life that we have in you and the life that you give us in your word this day, Father. So, we just love you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Praise God. Last week's was, uh, anybody remember what last week's was? I know what it was, but. I, I, I look at it, the word, and I can't find it. But House of God. House of God. Yeah, I remembered that. Yes. No, I had to look in my book. <laughs> so, I forgot too, sister, but it's their house of God. Amen. And tonight is excellent spirit. So let's look at Daniel chapter 5, verse 10 through 17. And it says here, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Baltalshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king my father brought from Judah. I have heard of you that the spirit of the gods is in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters have been brought in before me to read this writing and make to me its interpretation, but they could not show the interpretation of the matter. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now, if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. Amen. So this is the portion of scripture we'll be looking at tonight and, you know, breaking down today. Just one kind of pondering and thinking about Daniel's position here and where Daniel was at in this time. You know, I mean, you know, it said that they had to call him last and they had to bring him in, you know, and this is the chief of all these these people that they just named. But yet he wasn't one of the first ones that they had called in. And so I put here, he may have been forgotten by the king, but he wasn't forgotten by God. Yes, good. No matter what, God always knows where he has his people and where they are at because he placed them there for such a time. Where I'm at physically, you know where I'm at emotionally, you know where I am spiritually, but you know where I am, my position is at today. You know where I'm at. And sometimes it may feel like we may be forgotten. It may feel like, man, what happened? And, you know, I just feel like I haven't done anything or I just feel like I'm not doing anything or we just kind of feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm going through this, but I'm, you know, just I'm, I don't know, you know, but we can be encouraged today just as Daniel. God knows exactly where you're at. He knows the place we're at. Our responsibility as Christians is to always be ready. One of the things he, did, he tells the disciples before he, you know, before he is crucified, it says, be ready. He tells them, don't worry about the seasons, the times. No, he tells them, be 
And that's how we are to be as Christians today, as believers, as followers of Christ. We are to be ready as the Lord calls on us. We don't know when that opportunity will come that, you know what, someone may sit on the side of you and that person may start talking to you. And now there's an opportunity to share about the Lord. Remember, that's yours. You had a testimony like that in the restaurant, Yeah. And they didn't take that opportunity because they missed it. You know, but again... This is where we don't know who, you know, when the Lord is going to is going to call on us. You know, and it may be something great, you know, that we may see as great or it may be something very small. But always remember that everyone is important to God and God wants to use our lives to be able to reach people, to be able to reach those around us. So sometimes we may feel in that place like, man, well, you know what? I used to be able to pray for so and so or used to be able to encourage so and so. But now, you know what? They're not around or. You know, we just kind of can get into a place where maybe sometimes we may think maybe I'm forgotten. Maybe I'm just not, not me or whatever it is. But just know as long as you're in the Lord, you're always just be ready because God will always have a time and a place for him to use your life. He's always doing something within our lives, but there always come that time and that place that God wants to speak through you, that God just wants to minister through you. But again, it's being ready and recognizing God. You know where I'm at today, and you know, and I'm just here, Lord, to serve you, and no matter what the capacity is. Amen? Because I see that in Daniel. And so as we look at this scripture tonight, we're going to see as, as God knew exactly where Daniel was, even though the king didn't. But just a quick footnote that I wanted to touch on that I didn't touch on last week. But one of the things that it's spoken about in Belshazzar's you know, party that he's, that he's having over here is, is that... Babylon was under siege. Babylon was being attacked in this time. You know, it's amazing that many times we know that maybe we're having some financial issues or, or relationship issues or work issues or whatever it is. But many times what we do is we try to hide the pain. We try to hide from the real things in our lives. You ever been there before in your life? You know, how many times have we just try to hide from certain things that we know are taking place that we need to take care of, that we need to give attention to, but because of the pressures or whatever it may be, we just find every other way to find ourselves to be distracted. Well, right here, Babylon is being attacked. And it's by a, um, by a man by the name of Gobers. He was a median general and he was besieging the city. It says that he took the city by detouring, a, by detouring a canal of the river Euphrates back into the main channel, and the armies flowed under the walls of the city. So while this party is going on, this is what's going on on the outside. They're making their way in to Babylon, but yet he throws a party. Now, some may say he threw this party to build up morale and say, you know what? We got this. Don't worry about it. He could have not just wanted to deal with it or whatever it may have been or just figured, you know what? They're not going to get in here because to them, Babylon was impenetrable. This was a huge wall and there was no way they probably thought they're not going to be able to get in here. They can try all day long, but they're not going to get in here. So it says here that I put here, what could have been a place of pressure led to a place of foolishness? And as I asked, I believe we can all relate to that in many moments of our life. 
The city wall, it says, was 15 miles square. That's a huge wall. It was 300 feet high, and it was wide enough for four chariots to ride side by side. A good example is it's showing like a freeway in a, in a sense. That's how, so imagine 15 miles square all the way around this Babylon, 300 feet wide, and then the width to be able to fit four chariots being able to ride side by side on top of that wall. That is a big wall. So they could have been putting, he could have been putting his, his trust and everything in this wall. This wall is impenetrable. No one's going to get in here. Not only that, they had supplies of grain and water to last them for years. They could have just stayed within the walls and been comfortable for many years. Hmm? No, no, I'm just looking at a portion of some footnotes that were put aside here. And so we see this and it's like, wow, I mean, they were they were comfortable. They were in a comfortable place. But I wrote here, how many of us know that God knows how to reach that proud heart that's in comfort? They thought they were secure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about it today. Is there are, are there many people today who are proud and that are in comfort today? Their wealth. Wealth. Yeah. Their power. Power. Status. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, some of us may have been proud in our comfort. Maybe it wasn't wealth, maybe it wasn't that, but just in who we were and our way of life, our lifestyle, whatever it may have been. But I thank God because God was able to reach, reach us in that proud state. And he's able to reach those even in a state of comfort with a proud heart. And we see that through the book of Daniel, that all things are possible for God. And so even though Belshazzar has his faith and his trust in this wall, it's not going to last. It's temporary. So today, even as we look around, never be fooled by the comforts of people that we see out there, those that have power, those that have wealth. Remember, it's all temporary. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go, but there's only one kingdom that lasts forever. That is the kingdom of God, the everlasting kingdom by God's grace and mercy that we belong to. Amen. So we get a little bit of history on that. And as we look to this next verse in chapter 10, remember, what's it called? Belshazzar sees his vision and the people that are there with him. He's frightened. He's sobered up. I mean, you know, to see such a sight, you know, not knowing what this is saying. I mean, it just basically, it messed up the party, honestly. It's <laughs> not good for the party. So now he's calling in all his magicians. He's calling in the conjurers, the Chaldeans, the astrologers. He's calling in all these people because he wants to get information. He wants to find out what does this mean. And we've all heard that story before, right? And he was perplexed. He was bothered by it. It was bothering him. You know, it brought fear. You know, it brought doubt. It, it just, he didn't know what to do. But in verse 10, it says, the queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. 
So when it says the queen or some refer or even call her the queen mother, and usually a queen mother is a widow of a king, it's believed to be the wife of Nebuchadnezzar or Nabinidus. So either one of them, it is not really exactly who it is. But as we read a little bit further, it kind of seems to point more to maybe being the wife of Nebuchadnezzar because she's the one that brings forth that there is a man in your kingdom. You know, she's reminding him. And she is one who is speaking hope with wisdom and with encouragement. She comes in and reminds the king, oh, king, live forever. There is a, there is a, what's it called? There is a man in your kingdom who can interpret this dream, who can interpret this vision, who can do these things. You know, it's like Sister Karen's testimony. You know, I thank God that, you know what, we have hope. We have the truth today. And you know what, even though we may see people in hard times like you shared, but thank God that you were able to go and continue to remind her, but God loves you. Come back to him. Don't allow yourself to stay there. Someone that was willing to remind her of the hope and the peace that she already has in Jesus. And that's what the queen is doing. She is coming back and she is reminding the king, oh, king, live forever. There is someone in your kingdom. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. She's letting them know, don't stress about this. Don't worry about this. I'm here to remind you. I'm here to give you hope. In verse 11, she says, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In some translations, it will say the holy God. And she goes on to say, in the days of your father, referring to Nebuchadnezzar, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. So this is why, you know, many believe that this was the wife of Nebuchadnezzar, because she sounds like she's speaking from a place that she saw this firsthand. The previous scriptures that his wives and his concubines were all at the party. Yeah, they were all partying with him. So this is not his wife, the queen. It's possible it could have been the Benedict's wife, but also possible she could have been, you know, with him traveling where he was at. So I kind of stand on the stance that it's Nebuchadnezzar's widow. But, you know, again, that's up to, to say. But regardless of who she was, she is one that knows there is a man in your kingdom. And she is one that knows that this man has interpreted dreams and has done something and has done what no one else could do before. And she is reminding this king that this man is part of the kingdom. They have access to him. Think about that. I wonder if he was still stuck to there. Like, could leave. Yeah. Well, he was brought into captivity. What's that? He was brought in with the other two Jewish boys and stuff. So it wasn't. And he does. Because you can see he does die and he's mm -hmm. in his 80s and stuff. So he does good there his whole life. But my whole thing is the other king had put him into a higher position. It's like what happened in between that king and this king? Mm -hmm. Was he not in that position anymore? Because then this king turns around and makes him into the third position. So I'm wondering where was he at that time? And that's the thing. He was a for you know, could have just been he was just forgotten. 
And we're going to kind of see that a little bit as we kind of look a little bit more in the scriptures. I think we'll get a little bit more clarity, kind of what we've been talking about, kind of the arrogance and the pride of, of Belshazzar. You know, and we're, you know, we started last week. It looks more like he knew the truth. He's heard these things. But with the drink and all of that, he pushed it aside, he pushed it aside and just yeah. ignored it. You know, but right here, the queen is reminding him, he's in your kingdom. This man is here. You have access to him. You can ask him. So whether he chose not to call in Daniel is a very high possibility as we look into the scriptures and see why. But no matter the issue, it was going to be Daniel would be the only one that would be able to interpret this vision. To interpret whether or even as a Christian, and you know, thank you for sharing that testimony because it kind of keeps coming up here. But many times in our lives, we forget who we have access to. Oh, How many times have we forgot the access that we have? Who's that access to? Jesus. Jesus. God the Father, <laughs> His Word, the Holy Spirit, His name. The fact that we can praise him, the fact that we can come into the holy of holies, the fact that when we don't feel good or we're fearful or we're alarmed or we have, you know what, we have anxiety or, you know what, we're worried about something, we have concerns, you know, we, you know, we, so many different things. We have access to a holy God, a father that we can come to. And not only that, we are placed in positions within our lives, whether it's in, you know, as a, as a spouse, as a mother, as a father, as a grandparent, as an aunt, an uncle, great-grandparents, cousin, whoever it may be in your job, in your school, wherever me and you are placed today in our community, wherever you're at, when you go to the store to put gas, we, we are placed in positions today that God has given access to his people so we can pray for them. And he also gives us people in our lives who could minister to us, mentor us, and give wisdom to us, advisors, counselors. Yeah, exactly. And we have access to, to people of God like that. And not only that, people have access to you. You know what's amazing is if somebody calls you and says they got an issue, what's the one first thing we should be doing? Right. And pray with us. Pray with us or pray for them. Yeah. One of the one of the things you'll get asked a lot as a Christian is, can you pray for me? Yeah. And many times they may say, no, no, you know, not right now. You know, just pray for me when you pray. You know, because they don't want you to pray from right then and there. I've had a couple of those. You know, you'll get a lot of those. But the fact is, they have access to someone that they know will genuinely pray for them, even if they don't allow you to pray for them, but they're asking you because they believe that you they believe that you have a relationship. They believe that you have some type. They may not understand it, or they might not even believe it, but they know you do it. And so sometimes in our lives, we may feel like, well, those opportunities don't really seem to come up as much, or maybe I'm missing it or whatever it is, but don't worry. God knows the appointed time. And there may be people around you that you've been wanting to pray for. You've been praying for them on your own. But they're just not there yet. But God knows where they're at. And in that time, he may use you or he may use someone else to minister to that person. 
But again, it's the fact that this world has access to children of God, to those who have a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ, filled with his Holy Spirit. And not only that, we as Christians, like Pastor Pat said, we as Christians have each other. Those that can mentor us or encourage us or pray for us or be real with us and tell us some truth or be compassionate, be patient with us, be willing to, to allow God to do the work in our lives and see it and still be able to encourage us through it. Because how many people do you know today that are struggling in their walk with the Lord, but thank God that we can continue to encourage them, say, but God's not going to give up on you. But then they're also come to say, God's going to start to deal with you. <laughs> but it's still done in the same love. It's still done because of the mercy and the love that God has for us. And that is a blessing. And that is the access that we are actually able to be for those that maybe don't know God or just having a tough time. Like we heard this testimony earlier, just getting back to the Lord. But because me and you continue to trust God. You know what? Others will have that example. And when our times and we're in our times are struggling or whatever, we have each other to be able to be encouraged and say, you know what? I got to keep going. But it all comes back to because we have access to a holy God. He says you can come boldness with confidence and boldness before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. We can come with confidence before a holy God. Well, right here, this queen is reminding Belshazzar, you have access to this man in your kingdom. And this is who he is. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. So he's, she's reminding him, the same way you're feeling, he was there for your father, King Nebuchadnezzar. She says, your father, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. So I want to look at this real quick. We broke this down before, but we're going to break it down again. Now think about this. He made him a captain or a chief of these positions that were held in high esteem. These were not like your, your typical little spots in the back of a store or something like that, you know, that you go in or, you know, this was not the ones that have the little, you know, hand on the window or anything like that. No, these people were held in high regards. When you read about many things, even when you look at the prostitute in the Bible, in the temple, they were seen as sacred. They weren't seen. We, many times we hear these things and we read these things and we kind of picture it in our day and age. No, they were held in high esteem. They were advisors to the kings because they were dependent upon. So for them not to be able to answer these questions upset the kings because like, well, who else do I have? But we see here they have Daniel, but it's not so much Daniel, but it's God that Daniel is being used by. And they recognize it. He has the spirit of the holy God in him. And he made him chief of the magicians. The magicians are also seen as astrologers or astrology. But I love how someone put this. No horoscope ever written can heal the brokenness in a human heart. 
I'll read that again. No horoscope ever written can heal the brokenness in a human heart. He turned to the magician, to the astrologers, and they could not answer his questions. They could not give him the peace that he needed. And Daniel was over them. The enchanters, also known as conjurers. The conjurers' words were necromancers, practices of magic arts, sleight of hand, and illusions. We see that in Egypt with the magicians and all those that are trying to keep up with Moses and Aaron until they finally come to a place. They say, you know what, man, this is the finger of God. We want nothing to do with this. We cannot even come close to this. Well, Daniel is the chief over them. The Chaldeans were wisest in the land. They were known to have all the wisdom. But how many of us know that wisdom's nothing compared to God's? And the diviners, the soothsayers, and one part in, in just as simplicity is to cut out, but what it really comes down to one who practices divinations, seeks to see future events, hidden knowledges, and interpretation of omens, and omens seen as future events. But again, yet Daniel was a chief over all these, but yet he was not called in. Daniel was not called in. And we're going to look and see a little bit on that. Any thoughts on that? Before we move on, verse 12. I have a question. Yes. So this clean mother knew that he dated Daniel back to when he received his other name from, from Nebuchadnezzar. Baltazar, yes. Do you know... They were like 14 right when they were captured. Around there, yeah, in early teens, yeah. So do you know how long? Well, I guess it's from 14 to 66 years. It's about, yeah, it's around there because it says it was about 66 years from the time of Daniel 1. So, so this gal's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it, right? Yeah, but she, but she knew, you know, all the way back when she was brought in. Yeah, she could have been a young queen. Oh, that's you know, so I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, they were young back then. So because he was older doesn't mean she was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, whoever's wife she was, but regardless, but she still had the wisdom to remind him of this. So she tells him all this, but not only that, she gives a reason why. In verse 12, she says, because an excellent spirit knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Baal Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. So she says again, this is the third time that these men here, they cannot interpret this writing. They were not able to interpret the that the king had before or the dream. But she says, but because an excellent spirit, that word excellent is to pre preeminent, extraordinary, very unusual, remarkable. So she is recognizing and saying because an excellent spirit, but not only that, knowledge, power of knowing, and understanding to interpret dreams, the insight and the intelligence. Interpretation is the action of explaining the meaning of something. Explaining riddles to give a solution 
for what is going on through the riddles and solve problems were found in this Daniel. That is a lot of different things that they see that Daniel is carrying. But let me ask you something. Was it Daniel? That all came back from the Lord when he originally took him there and stuff and he put that spirit upon him to interpret the dreams mm -hmm. in that place. It was all from God. Yeah. Because think about it, like you said, Daniel was young here. He was young when he went to Babylon. So was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. But they knew their God. They're very humble. You know what? I mean, it was just an honor and a privilege for Daniel to be able to come before the king, king live forever. You know, he, he speaks, when he spoke back then, to see it through the words that he was very, probably fearful in a way, but at the same time, very reverent, very reverent of God. The fact that he was able to speak these words and being in such a young age. But yet they were able to see this excellent spirit that was able to do this in Daniel. But all this came down to was Daniel just knew who his God is. It wasn't Daniel, but it was God. Because no, no teenager, no man should be able to do what Daniel did. And that's what God never connected. He's saying, no, this, this was, you know, Daniel says, no, it wasn't me. He says, no man can interpret this, but, I, but there is a God who can. He always pointed to the Lord. And so there may be some situations in our lives today, but we can know that we serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. And our responsibility is to believe, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, our God is able to deliver us from your hand, King. But if not, we still will not serve your gods. See, they know and they kept declaring no matter what, who their God is. And that is our responsibility to do the same. But because of it, God displayed his glory through their lives. And right here we're seeing Daniel. But they recognized there was something different about Daniel. But it wasn't Daniel. It was the spirit of God. Yeah, exactly. Because how many of us know it's not us? I'm I'm far from being as wise or, you know, it's it's. But it's God's wisdom. And we have the spirit of God. So let's look at a couple of scriptures here, because I want us to see where we're at today. And what and where they're getting what they're seeing. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10. And we're going to look at verse 19 through 20. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 through 20, if somebody would like to read that. When they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you'll speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speaks, but the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. So if it's not you who speak, who is, who is it? The Spirit of your Father. Spirit of your Spirit Father. Father. Spirit of the Lord. So when you speak to someone or you pray for somebody, is it you that speaks? It's the Spirit of God. Amen? It's the Spirit of God. So many times we may not have the right words or we don't know how to respond or we may not even know what to say. But that's not a bad place to be in. That's a really good place because I, I don't. there's many times you're put in a position, you just don't have any words. But what we can do is we can pray. And allow the spirit 
spirit of God to lead us in his wisdom and his power in his words to be able to speak life to someone, to pray for someone, to encourage somebody, whatever it may be. But again, I like what he says, but it's not you, but it's the spirit of your father. It's the spirit of God. So Daniel is being remembered not because of Daniel, but he's being remembered by the spirit of God that is displayed through his life. Because that's what she says. Whom one is the spirit of the holy gods or holy God is in. She recognized and they recognize this man has the spirit of God. But that's where we have to know and believe we have the spirit of God. Do we all believe that today? Yeah. Believer? Absolutely. We have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Like Pastor Pat said, when that spirit came upon the, the, the disciples, now they were apostles. <laughs> they were, you know, there was a boldness. They, they, they went out there and they did what God had called them to do. But they did it with boldness and the confidence of who their God is because of the spirit of God enabled them. So I put here, it wasn't Daniel, but it was God's spirit they acknowledged. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to do some reading here for these two chapters here before we go back to Daniel. But 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We may say, well, how do I get to this place with Daniel? How do, how do, how do I know I'm here? Well, who do you believe in today? Jesus, right? So if you believe in Jesus, then you put your faith in Christ. He's filled you with his Holy Spirit. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. Yeah, we're going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read actually chapter 2 all the way to chapter 10. <laughs> Just chapter 2, guys. And it says, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I mean, this is Paul talking. And this is all he's saying. This is, I didn't come in lofty speech or wisdom. I just came among you in this, you know, what's it called? Decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I could tell you about Jesus. And he goes on in verse 3 to say, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So when Daniel interprets the dreams and the visions, and he's able to read the, interpret the, the writing on the wall, is that a demonstration of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, Definitely. That is a demonstration of the Holy Spirit to be able to do such a thing. But again, it's because Daniel knows who his God is and knows the spirit of God. And that's why it's so important that we do. So if we feel in a place that maybe I don't have it or I don't have the right words or this, go to this scripture. You have the spirit of God. And the one thing that me and you need to know and the only thing we need to know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Raised again on the third day, died on that cross for our sins that we could have life and a restored, reconciled relationship with God the Father. And he is coming back for his church. And from there, because we have that faith today and we continue to walk in fear and trembling and repentance unto the Lord, we know that the spirit of God lives in us and he will guide and lead and direct us 
in that spirit, in his spirit, in his wisdom and his truth. And he says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Resonate in your life. What can I tell you? People do see the power of God resonating in your life because you're still serving him. You're still trusting him. And even when you come to hard times, we go through many areas and seasons within our lives. But because we continue to keep faith, walking by faith and not by sight, that is the power of God in our lives today. That we could still be here today seeking him, trusting him and declaring who he is today. That is the power of God. And he goes on in verse 6, Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. You love the Lord today? Amen. Praise God. This word's for us. Amen. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not now now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. There's that word interpreting. Amen. So that excellent spirit of knowledge and all these things that they see in Daniel, what they're really seeing is the spirit of God. And that's who we have living within us today. It says, but the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, nor they are folly, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. They are not to judge rightly because they, how could they know the, how could they understand the things of God if they don't believe in him? If they don't have the Spirit of God, we don't even fully understand all the things of God. You know, it's only by the Spirit as he wills that he helps us to understand certain little things. But for us, it's huge. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Yeah. The Son and the Holy Spirit. Very strong. It's all. He's all. He's all there. Yeah. He is all there. And so imagine they're seeing this in Daniel's life. And they didn't even know what the Trinity was at that point. They didn't even know Jesus. Daniel didn't even know who Jesus was yet. But yet the spirit that they are seeing, this excellent spirit. So I get to this place because many times we look and say, well, I want to be like I want to be like Daniel. I want to be like Daniel where they see an excellent 
spirit, they see um, they see this understanding of this great knowledge or be able to. So many people have come across that want to interpret dreams. They want to interpret tongues. They want to interpret all these things. And the Bible says that it's possible, but it's not possible based on our own talents and gifts. It's based on the Holy Spirit. Because who could know the mind of God except the spirit of God? So it's not Daniel's spirit that they're seeing, but they're seeing God's spirit in Daniel's life. And when we look at it this way, you do have an excellent spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. You do have an understanding because you have the Holy Spirit. You are wise today because of the Holy Spirit living in you. You believe that? And as, as the spirit wills. As the spirit wills, of course. Whatever he needs you, whatever you have, whatever he needs you to do at that time. At that place, time and place. Wherever you're at. Yeah. It's not that we can force the spirit of God to do anything. Well, God, because this and that, we can declare it, we can believe it, and we can continue to pray it. But it's as God wills. But again, who they're seeing is God through Daniel's life. The Most High God, isn't that what he calls mm -hmm. him? The Most High God, the King of Heaven. And this is who people see in your life and our lives today as believers. Isn't that amazing when you really think about it? An excellent spirit. I want us to be, remember that today. You have an excellent spirit living in you today. Because you have the Holy Spirit who is perfect, who is holy and righteous. You have the wisdom of God. First Corinthians is the same one, but we're going to go, we're going to go backwards. Chapter 18 through 31, it says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. We see that happen in Daniel all the discerning of these conjurers and the Chaldeans and the diviners and all that, they could not discern what was going on here. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach. Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world. I want us to remember this part. God chose what is low and despised in the world, okay? Keep that part as we go into the next verse in Daniel. Even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Amen? Amen. So I thank God that God chose the foolishness of the world. 
I thank God he saved me. <laughs> the weak of the world. I, I thank God for that. Because today, by our faith in him, we have the wisdom of God. He says he, he took the low and despised in the world. So let's go back to Daniel chapter 5. And now we're going to kind of see where Belshazzar, how he sees Daniel. Okay? Because we're wondering, why didn't he call Daniel? Why wasn't he one of the first ones out there if he's a chief? Well, this verse may clarify that up for us a little bit because look how he calls out Daniel. Remember, the queen says he is the chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. But look how Belshazzar acknowledges him. Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king my father brought from Judah. He, he, he doesn't exalt him. He puts him in a lowly place. He refers to him in a lowly place. Instead of referring to him as the chief, as the captain of these wise men, he refers to him as an exile. He says, you're one of those people that they brought over that my father captured and brought over here. See, we kind of get a little bit more insight to maybe this is why Daniel was not called. Maybe Belshazzar, I mean, according to this and the way he acknowledged him and the way he talks to him, doesn't seem like he has a lot of respect for him. And in fact, he may even be intimidated by him because if you ever come across somebody who's intimidated, intimidated by you, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to try to knock you down. They're going to try to make you feel bad. They might even call out uh, something that, you know, they know bothers you. Because they may be intimidated by you or they just don't like you. So they're going to do whatever they can to make themselves feel more high and lofty over you. It's up to us and how we respond with that. But we see here, the queen just told him who he is. But that's not how Belshazzar acknowledges him. He calls him out and puts him in a lowly place. But he goes on in verse 14 to say, God's or spirit of God is in you and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. So he knew about him. He knew about him. Right. I mean, the question he's heard about him before. But when you really look at it, when you see how he acknowledged him. To me right here, it kind of looks like he's kind of taking a shot at him. Show me what you got, Daniel. I heard of you. I've heard all these stories about you. Yeah, they placed you in this position, whatever it may be, but you're still just an exile from Judah. But show me what you got. I, I heard about you, Daniel. Sound familiar? How many of us have ever been in that place? How many of us have ever come at someone like that? And yet he's going to promote it the same with his rapid did. Why are you changing the subject, Sister Karen? We were touching on something very, you kind of you kind of shifted that there. All right, once it hit us, I was like, Sister Karen went another route. She's like, oh, let's not go there. Let's be honest. How many times have we come at somebody like that? 
We, <laughs> yeah, the other way around. We were the Belshazzar. And we came against one another as Christians. We came against our family. We came against, we came with that same attitude, whether it's we don't like or intimidated, whatever it may be. Jealousy, envy, whatever it is, motive, you know, disagreements, unforgiveness, so many different things. But see, that's okay because we're, then we're able to recognize it when it's being done to us. But see, if we're dependent upon, see, Daniel could have taken that personally. I mean, honestly, I mean, how many times we take it personally? Raise your kids, how you, you know, how you dress, whatever. If, automatically, we we get defensive. How dare you? We may not say it, but our actions and our words and our attitude definitely will display that. Daniel was attacked there. But this is where it's not a matter of how we see ourselves. You could say all you want about me. But just don't speak against my God. Because even what you might say sometimes, it might be right. <laughs> I shared many times, you know, one of the times just driving to go talk with somebody and all these thoughts just can become, who are you to go talk to this person? Who are you to tell this person? Who are you? You don't have this. You don't know this. You don't. And just all these different things. And it just, it was, it was very overwhelming. Finally said, you know, you're right. I don't. Because I was tired. I just I couldn't get these thoughts. Like I had the worship music on. I was praying, but I couldn't get these thoughts from flooding in. Finally, I just said, you know, you're right. I'm not that smart. I don't have the words. I don't have this, but I have a God. That and I had to start to declare that in the name of Jesus. And then all of a sudden, whatever that power was, just deflated. Because I accepted my flaws. I said, yeah, I don't. But my God does. And that's where we need to be careful. That's why the Bible says to be take a, hump, a, a lowly place, a humble place, submissive. Why? So we're not offended when somebody attacks our character, our personality, because you already know who you are in Christ. They can say whatever they want. They can believe whatever they want. They can act however they want. But at the end of the day, it comes down to me and my relationship with God. God, you know me and I know you. And God, it's, I don't want them to see me anyways. I want them to see you. They might still see the old David, but you know what, God? I want them to see you in me as a new creation. But that can only come from taking, think about Jesus. They talk so much smack about him. He would heal. He would deliver. He would speak words of life, all these. And they were still talking about him and criticizing him. Why? Because Jesus chose to take a lowly state. So he wasn't offended by what anybody said. I mean, he was a human being. He probably got offended, but he knew to stay in that lowly position to a place where he was willing to lay down his life to be nailed to a cross for our lives. Talk about humbleness. But again, because he knew who his father is and we know who our God is. And in that, it's in our weakness, in our shortcomings, 
in our places that we realize, man, I, I fall so short here or there. Or, you know what? But acknowledge it. But then acknowledge God in your life. And acknowledge the power and the excellent Holy Spirit that's in you and me. So that he could be glorified. He goes on in verse 15. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not show the interpretation of the matter. They failed me again. But verse 16 says, but I have heard again. There he goes. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. He tells him again, so I've heard about you. And if you can do this, this is what I'm going to do for you. Like we just brought out earlier. Now, you're not going to just be the chief and the captain of all these people. No, no, I will make you third ruler. I can't make you second because I'm second. You know, <laughs> Nabinidus is first. But I can make you third. This is what I can offer you. He says, if you can interpret this writing for me, he's giving him a reward. Look, I don't, you know, I don't care who you are, whatever it is, but if you can do this for me, this is what I'm going to do for you. He's trying to puff him up. But I, I love Daniel's response because we see a different Daniel here. Let's look at if somebody can read. Uh, we're going to do two Proverbs. Somebody can read Proverbs 1631 and someone else can read Proverbs 2029. 20, And reading this scripture kind of keeps me away from the just for men. So that's what I said. Now, you know what? Let it get a little salt and pepper on the, the hair and beard here, huh? <laughs> the great head is a crown of glory if it, if it be found in the way of righteousness. Amen. You want to read that answer, Salila? This is Proverbs 16, 31. 31, correct. Yeah. The great head is a crown of glory if, if it be found in the way of righteousness. Amen. And the other one would be 2029. The glory of young men is their physical strength, and the honor of aged men is their great and representing the wisdom and experience. Amen. Amen. We see here that Daniel is a lot older than he was from Daniel chapter 1. So we now see Daniel is now an old man in the presence of a young king. Before he was a young man in the presence of an old king. So when you look at him in the presence, a young man in the presence of an old king, he's coming with, you know, long live the king. You know, king, you live forever. And then he approaches it because he's a young guy. You know, he's having reverence and respect, and but it's in the wisdom and the experience and everything. Now you see this in where he's at today. So now this is an old man in the presence of a young king. So now this is the way he answers. He says, then Daniel answered and said before the king, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. He doesn't say long live the king or nothing like that. No, he says, let your gifts be for yourself and give your rewards to another. You can tell Daniel is offended here. Daniel is just, you know what? I'm not having it. I don't want anything from you. But not only that, Daniel is wise enough to know these were going to be empty promises. Because what good is it to be third in the ruler of a kingdom that was about to fall that night? 
<laughs> there would have really been no point in these promises. He would have been third and ruler in the kingdom for a couple hours. But Daniel was wise enough to say, no, I don't need any of that. But nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. I put here empty promises as Daniel knew the kingdom would fall that night. Things of this world are temporary, but the word of God is eternal the treasure in heaven. We see Daniel faithful to God's word and bringing forth his word in truth. No matter what, Daniel still had a responsibility to bring forth God's word in its truth. Because Daniel was not answerable to Belshazzar, he was answerable to his God. And even through this fall and even through what we will read next week, Daniel says, keep your gifts for yourself. I'm not here for the profit or the recognition or the position, though he was in position. But that's not why he was doing it. He was in that position because he was a man that was serving God. And you serve God long enough, God will place you in the position he has for you. And it may be a high position that you would have never imagined, but it may be a very low position. But no matter the position, God is not a respecter of persons. He sees you all. He sees us all the same. And he can use us right where we are at. But what I love about it is his treasure was the word, was the interpretation. And he would bring forth this interpretation to King Belshazzar as we will read next week. Well, let's close up with this scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 20. Paul says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. And I love that. He says, I pray that he gives you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ of him. And that is our prayer. Lord, give us that wisdom and that revelation of who you are, but who you are in our lives. That we can know and see that, Lord, your spirit is excellent. And we have that spirit of excellence living in us today because we have the spirit of God. And so that we would just trust the Lord to use us right where we're at. And like I said, don't ever think God doesn't know where you're at or where I'm at. He knows exactly where his people are at today. It's just for us to be ready when the Lord calls upon us to do his work. Amen. Like Jesus says, don't you know, I must be about my father's business.
<laughs> Amen. Any thoughts, questions, or any comments on uh, what we were looking at tonight with Belshazzar? I kind of saw that um, 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 Daniel, um, as he matured and grew, um, um, and saw the in the environment that he was in, and all that went on, and all the activity that went on within Babylon and stuff, how he stood consistent. Yeah. And continues to end the things of Lord, but also too, I've seen you this chapter. I think it brought up his boldness. Yeah. Of how he was like, I've seen enough. I've been through enough. I've heard enough. But I'm. This is my God, you know, and stuff. And how he just stood, and how he matured and grew, even as a man, yeah. manhood, um, from a young child, I mean, a teenager to adult, and having to live and see all this line and still be. Consistent with God, just yeah. right on, you know, just like his relationship with the Lord and how the importance of the, like, our relationship with God is. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get to see the transformation of Daniel because yeah. that's not the same Daniel of chapter one. No. There's an older <laughs> Daniel right here, a wiser Daniel, yeah. you know, that's learned a lot, like you said, saw a lot. Yeah. But, you know, right here, he just recognizes, you know, Belshazzar went too far and God was going to deal with him. Because of it, you know, and it's possible that Daniel knew what was already going on. I don't know, but we will see the unfolding of all of this next week as we finish out the chapter in chapter five. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, do you think that part of my what happens to this king has to do with how he also treated Daniel? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I just, and God just said, uh, uh, no, you just, you know, you, you know, that scripture says, don't touch my anointed. I mean, Daniel was called and chosen by God to do this. Amen. That's right. Yeah, and then when I look at it, I mean, it's like when it started out last week, when I look at Belshazzar's life, you see the difference between like, you know, Nebuchadnezzar had these visions and encounters with God, but maybe Belshazzar didn't have that until this point in time, but he did have the word of God. Yeah. You know, he, he most, like you said, I've heard of you. You know, they talked about Daniel. They talked about the God of Israel, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously they talked about him because they brought them in exile. And this was a dangerous nation. I mean, you know, these, you know, Israel was a conquering nation. You know, many nations feared them and they were happy when they fell and went into captivity, you know. So for this king to treat him in such a way and then to acknowledge him in such a way, like, you know, you're that exile from Judah, you know, not only that, just kind of like, show me what you got type of deal. You, you, you kind of see that like, yeah, you know, he could have been holding some grudges. He could have just not liked him, just been like, you know, I don't agree with these guys being here in Babylon and having position, whatever it may have been you know these are just thoughts on that but when just looking at the fruits and the actions and the words spoken you really get to see that but not only that we get to see that in our lives today how much how much does that go on in our own lives you know but also it challenges am i am i guilty of that as well you know against one another those around me you know so it goes both ways to both sides you know and you know we know that sister karen tried to change the subject but that's okay <laughs> you know <we're... laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same. You know, it's, we don't see any change in a different time, but we still see this what going is, on today. Because you have to say nothing's new under the sun. Nothing's new under the sun. That's right. <laughs> Season for everything, right? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, any prayer requests tonight as we close up tonight? Yes, Brother AJ. Yeah. Pastor Vicky uh, called me and let me know that his daughter was in our uh, but she was in a diabetic coma in the hospital for I think a day or day and a half. Okay. So he was really upset with that. 
because he recently went through the death of his daughter, so he was really worried. Yeah. She's she's doing well now. She's she's out of the danger. Okay, good to hear. Okay. We'll definitely lift them up and pray on the daughter in prayer, definitely. Anyone else? I think we need to pray for Israel and the yes, definitely. situation over there. Yes, continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, definitely. Amen. Any of any of you guys have prayer requests online as well? Feel free to put them here on the chat board as well. We will lift these up in prayer tonight. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Amen. Let's come before the Lord this, this night. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father God, and we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. We thank you, Lord, for just a reminder today, Father God, as we get to see, Lord, the excellent spirit that was recognized in Daniel's life, Father God. Lord, that spirit was your spirit, Lord God. That was your wisdom. That was your understanding. That was, Father, your knowledge, my God. And Father, Daniel would have never been able to know these things or see these things, Lord. Without your spirit, Father God. But Lord God, you knew exactly where Daniel was at, Father Lord, in a place of captivity, in a place, Father God, Lord Jesus, having to be ruler, Father, chief over all these, Father God, enchanters and magicians, Lord God, and conjurers and Chaldeans, my God. But Lord God, we see through it all, Lord. His relationship never changed with you, Lord, because we see the growth and the maturity and the boldness, Father God, over the many years, Father God, Lord, of him being in Babylon, Father God. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, because Father, we recognize today that the world we live in is temporary, Father God. Kingdoms are temporary. Nations are temporary, Father God. But Lord, you reign forever, Lord God. And Father God, we thank you tonight, Lord, because Lord, we belong to the kingdom of heaven. And Lord, we are just so grateful and thankful tonight, Lord, because that is an everlasting kingdom. So therefore, Lord God, we have everlasting life in you, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. As, Father, we are reminded of the excellent spirit that is within our hearts and lives today. We thank you, Lord, for that spirit of excellence, Lord God, that, Father, draws, Father God, those today that don't know you, Father God. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, today many are hurting, many are, Father, Lord Jesus, in hard places, Father God, dark places, Lord. But we thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, you give understanding. You can open up the minds to understand the scriptures. You can open up the hearts, Father God, Lord Jesus, to see you, Lord God. Just like those people that were on their way to Emos, Father God, Lord, and were heartbroken, Lord. But, Lord, it was through the pain, through everything, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, they recognized and saw that it was you the whole time with them, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you today, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, to bring to the understanding, Lord, and clarity, Father, for your people tonight, Lord, to just remind us, Father, all of us, Lord, that you are with us, my God. And Father, for those that maybe don't know you or have been running from you, Lord, or backslidden, Father God, or Lord, just have been hurt and rejected, Father, but Lord, we thank you today that you are able to reach them right where they're at today, Father God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they could come to know you, Lord God, as you make yourself known to them, Lord. Through your word, through, Father God, a preaching, through a person, my God. Father, through a song, Lord. Whatever it may be and wherever it may be, thank you, Lord, that you were able to reach and save the lost, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that today you were able to reach those that are prideful in heart, those that are in places of comfort today, those that, Father God, don't see any need for you, my God, because of their comforts. 
But Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for mercies upon those in leadership, those, Father God, that are leading nations today, those that are in wealth and power, those that are influencers, those that have status, my God. But Lord, we thank you that you were able to reach them today and have mercy on them, Lord. That, Father God, they may see and know, Lord God. That, Father God, Lord, compared to you, Lord, this there's nothing here that compares to you, Lord. And because all this is temporary, Lord. And, Father, that they would turn and know you, Lord Jesus, and serve you and give their hearts to you, Lord. That, Father God, the world may see, Lord, your glory displayed to their lives, Father God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today that as we grow in a relationship with you, Father God, that, Lord, <clears throat> you know exactly where we're at. You know, what, Father God, where we're going. For you know the plans and the purposes you have for us. And your plans are for good and not for evil to bring us hope in the future, Amen. Lord. So, Father, we will continue to seek you while you may be found, Lord. Yes. As your word says, seek yes. first the kingdom of yes. God and your yes. righteousness, and all these things all will be added to us as well, Lord. Yes. So we are here to seek you, Lord, yes. your kingdom, your presence, your will be done, not our will be done, Lord. Yes. And we thank you, Father, for the boldness and the confidence that we continually grow in, Lord, yes. as we continue to come to you, Lord. So, Father, tonight, Lord, you heard this prayer petition for Pastor Mickey, Lord, for his daughter, Lord Jesus. We thank you for bringing her out, Father God, Lord Jesus, of that place. We thank you for healing and restoring her, Lord. And now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would continue to help her and strengthen her, Father. As Lord, she's required to live in a certain discipline of her diet, Lord. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that by your spirit, she is able to do so. We thank you that by your spirit and by your wound, she is healed in Jesus' name. And we thank you as you continue to comfort Pastor Mickey's heart, Lord, and his family, Lord. And Father, we just, Father, pray right now for the peace of Jerusalem, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know all that is going on, Lord God. There's many different reports from different sides, Lord, but Father, you know the truth. But your word does call on us to pray for the children of Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem, my God. For, Lord, your promises for them never change, my God. And, Father, we just ask you that through all of this, my God, that many would turn their hearts to you and come to know you, Lord. We thank you that in your great mercy, my God, your faithfulness to them, Father, always remains, Lord God. And your word has never changed for the children of Israel, my God. And, Lord God, we just thank you that you remain faithful to them, Lord. But, Father, you see, Lord, all that is going on, my God. And we just ask you for peace, Lord Jesus, in these nations, Lord. Father, what's going on in this for the lives that are being lost and all these different things, Lord. We ask you for wisdom in the leaders, my God. And Lord Jesus, that they would be able to come to, Father, be able to communicate with one another, Lord, that there may be peace, Lord God. Father, because, Lord, there are many losing their lives today, Father. And Lord Jesus, we just ask you today, Father. For this peace that you would bring forth, my God, and that they would see your glory, my God, yes. through all of this, Lord. Yes. But, Lord, we will continue to pray, Lord God, as you have called us to do. Amen. And we just thank you for this night, Heavenly Amen. Father. We give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. We lift up any prayer request, Father, every prayer request and petition that is brought forth before you. And we just thank you that you hear our prayers, my God. And not only do you hear us, but you answer us according to your will. And according to your purpose, and we just thank you this night, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Amen. We are dismissed tonight. Amen. Well, Friday night prayer, Isaiah chapter 11. And uh, let's continue to seek the Lord together. Amen.
Thank you all for joining us online. Thank you guys. God bless you guys too. We'll see you there. Appreciate you guys very much. We'll see you soon.